Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang. Today, I'm joined by Harry Ruiz, the founder of La Nacion Raider. Did I say that all properly with my accent? I'm working on it because I was once told that my accent needs work. Sí, lo hiciste muy bien. Gracias, <laughs> Gracias Harry. <laughs> Buenas tardes. It's great being here with you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Everyone listening, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you are listening. Also, we are brought to you by Station Casinos, SDN Sports. Download the app today. We're also presented to you on Blue Wire podcast by Liquid Death. Harry, do you know about Liquid Death? I see you're drinking a standard plastic water bottle right now. I've heard about it. I haven't tried it yet. Metal cans. Metal wow. cans of liquid death. It's aluminum, excuse me. I messed up my elements. Aluminum <laughs> cans. And you can get this stuff and it's like looking like you're drinking a beer in the office if you ever want to try to trick your oh, coworkers. I might have to try that one one of these days. <laughs> Especially when I'm subbing in for Rosanna at the Review Journal. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, Heidi told me. Yeah, you know, Harry does so many things and I just introduced him as one thing right now. But he is also the voice on the Raiders Spanish Network doing play-by-play in the game. So if you ever want to check him out there. He also is subbing in on Review Journal. He subs in on Raider Nation Radio all the time for JT the Brick. You do so many things, Harry. How I'm do you keep up guy. with it? Whenever they give up the signal that they need somebody to fill in, I'll be like, all right, I'm coming in. <laughs> you have to put up, um, I don't know, what would your signal be if you put a signal up? I don't know. Well, the real reason my name is Harry is Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood. So maybe right? they can put a DH, <gasps> Dirty Harry, and See, I'll be like, all right, I'm on my way. This is getting deep because we were out there and Cassie asked if Harry was short for anything. Now we know. Cassie Soto, regional. She was asking about your name. She said, is Harry short for anything? And no. then you said no. And now we know the backstory. Exactly. It all comes full circle here on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Heading into, right now, New You're Orleans. Like, let's talk about football. We're getting there <laughs> right. right now. Football, Raiders, going to the Saints. New Orleans, this is going to be one crazy environment. I don't know if you've had the opportunity before to be inside of the Saints dome, but that place rocks, man. I it, mean, it's feels so cold in there but the fans make it feel warm because it, I, I've been all the way up there in the booth sure. I broadcast, broadcasted a college game UTEP against Tulane and I was like my god I need better binoculars because we're so so high in the dome in the stadium but it was freezing cold the moment you walked in yeah. there and, and it's a pretty cool environment too when it comes to NFL football you know the Saints it's their life out. Exactly so I'm looking forward to one hot environment as you look to this Raiders team that's coming off a win against the Texans a very important important win for this team right now putting them at two and five they're trying to climb that ladder to get up to at least the 500 mark before we can start talking playoffs right but what have you seen in that game that you were really impressed by that you want to see carried over into this one I mean you look at the Raiders the first three drives they had in the game and they were sluggish they didn't feel like themselves I don't know if it was because they were coming off of the bye or if the game plan wasn't right or what happened but those first three drives definitely weren't what the team wanted to do. And the Texans on their side, despite the missing the field goal to kick off the game, then they had two consecutive drives where they scored points. The Raiders, fortunately, they followed it up with four drives where they got touchdowns on offense. And then you add the pick six. So they're hot. Their confidence is high. The team is feeling good. And I got a feeling that the team is going to continue on that and be like, all right, you know what? Let's play four quarters. I know the coaching staff said that they, they felt like it was 
full 60 minutes, I was like, well, those first three drives, it didn't feel that well. And the defense still needs to get some of those screw loose and tighten them up because they let a lot of production out of a guy like Davis Mills. For for moments, they made him look right. elite. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. When you get a guy like Davis Mills up to 300 yards, that's a little concerning, especially when the real shutdown part of the game didn't come till the fourth quarter, 21-0. They went in that stretch, uh, the Raiders against Texans. But when you see now that they have traded Jonathan Hankins and they got a couple of picks back, how much does that speak for the young defensive tackles in the interior to try to work, and, and Andrew Billings as well, uh, to try to get that kind of push now with some of the younger guys? That Of course, the guys that the current front office brought into the building and that they got their trust to be a part of the squad. We saw Dylan Parham and Thayer Mumford being two-fifths of that offensive line for almost all the game after Jamin Illuminor went down and then came back later in the game. We're seeing uh, Neil Farrow, Matthew Butler getting their, getting their opportunities in practice, Neil, during the games. So this is what the team wants to do, put in that young blood in there, but also give them the opportunity to prove themselves and keep going forward. And Jonathan Hankins, he'd been a piece of this team since 2018. He had been with the Raiders 60-plus games. So now they were like, we saw that healthy stretch in Kansas City. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that might be a, a sign coming in that something could happen. He played on Sunday, but he got an opportunity out there. And if they can get any capital back, they're going to get it at the moment. And they feel like they got two young cats coming up from the draft with the possibility of them get taking some saps. For sure. I think when you start talking about this defense, there's levels to it, obviously. The linebacker play, I think Denzel Perryman, he did still a great job, I think, in this past game, but looked like he was um, struggling a couple times with some of the running lanes with Damian Pierce. I don't know how much that is because Damian Pierce is Damien Pierce, but or how much yeah, it was that, that kid's good. he was like trying to second guess where the cut might come and then just not protecting that gap. I noticed there was one play that was shown a lot where he looked like he was about to come in and close on the B gap, but then Damian Pierce went, uh, and then no, Denzel went back to cover the A gap, and then he missed the tackle because Pierce came up the B gap. So that's something where I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, well, that that looked like, you know, maybe just a little bit of misdirection in his own head and how Damian may have, you know, juked him out. But uh, what have been your thoughts on the linebacker play? And I asked this because a lot of Raider Nation right now has been clamoring for a trade or something or trying to get the uh, team to acquire Roquan Smith from the Bears. What do you make of that idea and how the current linebacker play has been? I mean, if you ask me if I want Roquan Smith on my team, I'd be like, yeah. of course. Now we got to see what the Raiders would have to give up or any other team would have to give up to get Roquan in their roster. But the Raiders linebacker core, there has been a lot of movement there with the injury that uh, Denzel had at the beginning of the season and coming back. Was he ready? Was he not? He played Divine Diablo. He's been a solid guy in that rotation and he leads the team in tackles. But we know that the coverage situation has also been a deficiency there at times. So there's still a lot of adaptation happening with this team with the Patrick Graham scheme that he's bringing in. That That's why it was key that they brought in Blake Martinez, a guy that has played there, that has been there 
done that not only with the Giants, but he was also there when the Packers where they both uh, Graham and Blake were at that squad for one season. So they got he has knowledge of that scheme. So he'll be able to help the team pretty much similar to Deron Harmon with the secondary where you want him to help the guys that haven't been in that scheme before, but also produce on the field. And we saw Blake have his most snaps with the Raiders this past Sunday. Absolutely also carries in with Jayon Brown not being active for this past game. But there's a lot of progress to be done. We're seeing that progress happening right now on the offense where you see a little bit more continuity. We got to see it also with the defense because we haven't seen uh, an upward trend on that on that unit of the field and we have seen it on the offense. So now it's time where it's like, all right, we're seven weeks in, six games in for the Raiders. We got 11 games ahead and we got to be able to be at our best point going into the final stretch of the season. Yeah, the Saints have been another team that seems to be struggling offensively, except for I think the brightest spot on that team has maybe been Chris Olave, the uh, rookie wide receiver. He had 106 yards in his last game. So I look at him as somebody that can be a spark on that team. But with the current Raiders secondary, you know, moving parts right now with Nate Hobbs on IR and trying to see like who can really step it up defensively from Rocky Asine to Anthony Averitt, Amik Robertson, all the guys that are working together out there. Um, Trayvon Merrick, I think, had a little bit of a rough game the last yeah. one. So when you think about trying to go against a guy like that who can be very dynamic and Chris Olave, and if they get Michael Thomas back, are you concerned right now with how the secondary is performing? Yeah, and Chris Olave, Latino, by the way. He's got Cuban's, yeah. Cuban blood in his body. So I always... Oh, fun fact. I, I always, didn't know that. I always like Latinos doing big yeah. things, and especially in the NFL where we don't have many. And Blake Martinez, Hispanic from mm-hmm. Spain. His family is mm-hmm. where they're from. I had to ask him the you day I met him. You covered that detail, yeah. I had, when I met him, I was like, you speak Spanish? No, all right. Your family Mexican? No. I was like, all right, 0 for 2. Damn, all right. So what's up? And he's like, no, my grandparents are from Spain. I was yes. like, oh, okay, well, that's where the Martinez comes from. Another case where, like me, Harry Ruiz, first name Gringo, second, my last name, not Gringo, Blake, Gringo name, Martinez. And then you someone like me. Heidi Fang. Heidi Fang, right? So <laughs> Right? But yeah, going back to, to the cases like the right. secondary, they've been allowing, heck, Davis Mills, 300 yeah. plus yards. I think it was the ninth time in his career that he uh-huh. had 300 plus. And it's it's tough. I mean, the secondary is having a hard, rough time right now. Anthony Averitt, it's his first game coming back. You're not expecting him to have great numbers or rock you've seen. He's been the rock, no mm-hmm. pun intended, of that Raiders secondary. You've seen his numbers when he's doing man coverage with some players. He's looking good. But Trayvon Merrick, it's a sophomore slump right now. Yeah. But I don't want people to be like, all right, bench him. I'm like, what are you going to gain with benching a player that's in his second year? The way he's going to learn is being on the field. Yes, there's going to be growing pains at times, but you're not going to deny that last year he was one of the best rookies in the safety position. And this year, you got to just give him a space to keep growing to becoming the player that he wants to be. If you bench him, then what's that going to, what are you going to earn? You're with not going to grow. Exactly. And you're not going to grow. How much of it, too, would you put on uh, Trayvon Merrick's performance with that hip injury that he's been dealing with? People don't understand. It's the NFL. No player is at 100%. You just hope you're at the over 80% and you're feeling good. And the hip injury is nothing to play with. Same thing. Hunter Renfro, he was coming off of a concussion and then he didn't practice last week a day because of a hip injury. So you just got to be able to learn how to play with your body, not being at 100%. Look at Josh Jacobs. 
through his first three years. He didn't play a full season in any of those years. But now he told us he switched his diet a little bit. He was able to also have two months of uh, offseason training camp in Florida with other running backs in the league, including Aaron Jones. Shout out to Aaron Jones, former UTEP minor running back. Uh, so he's like, all right, he's learning how to be able to use his body in a positive way where he's like, all right. I feel better and he doesn't feel any bumps or bruises so far in the season. Well, that's also part of the growing pains for Trayvon Merrick. He's got to learn how to play with his body in the NFL. And now he's what, one season and six games in? Hopefully that also continues to be part of his growth in the league. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, basically, it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying liquid death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos just to fake my coworkers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get liquid death at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. Yeah, I've enjoyed watching Josh Jacobs develop as a player, especially now that we're talking about his performances, how well he's done for the Raiders, especially in this last game. He really just flew through some of those open gaps. He found his way, he found his lanes. He made the most of every opportunity he had with the football. And to see someone like him getting this many reps, are you concerned at all that if he peaks too soon, like now, and then they keep running him, keep running him and don't get other running backs involved, it, it, it could lean towards the side of it may be a downturn on the back end of the season or if he you know runs too hard, he can get injured. Are any of those right now concerns with the amount of work you're seeing Josh Jacobs get? I mean, it's always a concern, but even like looking into this past game against the Texans, you look at how many carries he had, first half, 10 carries, second half, 10 carries. Yeah. He hasn't been used like uh, Derek, 15, 15 or yeah, yeah. like a Derrick Henry usually gets ran to the ground by the Tennessee Titans that they just use him as many times as possible. And then when he gets hurt, they're like, damn it. All right. Now what do we do? So, I mean, 20, I think is a good number. And then you add the three catches, 23 touches. That's a good number. And even, I don't know, his, the most carries he had, you got to think it's around 26, 27. So they're not just running him through the ground and being like, all right, it's his last year. Let's just run him until the wheels fall off. It's like, no, I think they've been managing him in a right way. Of course, I think Zamir White is there waiting, but yeah. we, we heard Josh McDaniel say, we never see Josh Jacobs touch his uh, helmet saying, I need a playoff. <laughs> and if yeah. he doesn't need a playoff, then all right, keep him on, out there in the game. He knows his body. He knows how he's doing. And how many times have we seen him in the injury report this year? Right. Not I mean, at all. none. 
Yeah, I can't think of a single time. I Maybe was there an illness one. at all? I think there was an illness one day at practice. Actually, yeah, that's true. That illness, it. but illness. <laughs> I mean, from an injury from his body, that no. hasn't happened, and right. that's that's a good sign, and especially in the NFL where they ask you to explain absolutely everything. Your pinky hurts. Put it on the injury report. <laughs> Your pinky hurts. That's something that my dad would just say, put some dirt on it and keep moving. But um, NFL, a little different. I think we all want everyone to put dirt on it, but you just can't put dirt on it sometimes. You have to wait out the things, especially right now, Darren Waller, somebody that I think people are losing patience with in that regard. You um, have the to... hammies, you can't play with that, Yeah, man. respect the fact that he's working through that hamstring injury. So we heard from Coach McDaniels, Darren Waller will be back on the field uh, for practices. Don't know still about his game status, but how important is Darren Waller to have in this, mach- in this machine as part of one of the cogs of the wheel? Huge. I mean, no disrespect to Foster Morrow, who I think is a great player. But when you see Foster out there, you're usually thinking, all right, they're going to run the ball here. Yeah. And now it's like if you got Waller available and they're able to use him as a weapon and capitalize on him. And plus, you know, like Derek Carr's guys that he has the most trust with. And it used to be, well, right now it's Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. He's Matt Collins has earned that trust since the beginning of the season. In the past, you would look at a guy like Michael Crabtree or Zay Jones that weren't huge names, but that car had trust in them. He would throw the balls even if it were 50-50 balls. He's like, all right, I trust my guy can make a play. If you can have four guys that DC trusts, not 100%, 120% on the field at the same time, I can only imagine how this offense can end up working. And we've seen it very few times where you got – all those four guys on the field. So, or at least three of those pieces are the main ones, the ones that got big money extensions, Renfro, uh, Waller and Devonte Adams. So if you have all of them on the field at the same time, this offense can go from being a top 10 offense to being a top five offense. Yeah. Do you think we've seen the peak yet of what they can really do once they all are in synergy together? The, um, I, I kept calling a three headed monster with Renfro and Darren Waller and Devonte Adams. Now Matt Collins, you add to that mix. I need to add, more heads to my monster but when and then you got josh jacobs in the running game and you can do some play action and the misdirection and everything is like the raiders have weapons all right he's the fire breathing dragon though oh there he just comes go. through like ah. anyway yeah no i don't think they've reached their peak not yet not close to do so because once they reach their peak then we won't be talking about the defense being like damn they allowed 25 points it's like yeah but the raiders scored 45 so does it really matter i mean if they reach their peak hopefully they do so in the best moment and they just start rolling over opponents because you know they're going to need a lot of points to beat the los angeles chargers i almost said the other city Um, the (laughs) kansas city chiefs those guys ain't moving nowhere so when you play those teams with explosive offenses it's like hey you know what we need to put 35 plus points on the scoreboard. Absolutely. And then this uh, Saints team, I don't think they'll need to put up that many points. They don't even know who's going to be the quarterback, really. I don't think for Sunday yet. I don't think they've made that determination. We if just it's know Winston Taysom or Hill's going to be out there running be, around. Yeah, all options all day uh, with Taysom Hill. You got to be careful with that guy uh, for sure. He's very explosive and you don't know where he's going to go once he lines up on the field, whether he's under center, or he's on, out at tight end or you, know, you just don't know. Um, Running back, fullback, yeah. catering, any everything he does, that guy's like, you'll put him out there and he'll deliver for this for the New Orleans Saints. You just got to be careful with him. All right, what we do know 
Is this going to be a key game for the Raiders as they begin a two-game road stretch here, going first to New Orleans and then to Jacksonville? Uh, some people have made this up to be a Dennis Allen revenge game. I don't know that. That's, yeah, I, I don't see the fire there. But on the same hand, Harry, what I mean, are Raider you? Nation doesn't like him, but the team, right. they're like, right. we don't care. Right. It was right when DC came in, he went out, right? And then Sperano. Yeah. So as you see this team now, the Raiders going against the Saints, what are your keys to the game? I mean, right now it's you got to keep pounding the ball. I know the Saints, they got a great front front line and Cam Jordan, he's one of my favorite players in the league. And I hate when the Raiders play against them because I'm like, all right, Derek Hart, please protect him because this guy's a menace on the D line and run Josh Jacobs as much as you can with the conscience of being like, all right. Don't run him to the ground. But if you can give him 20 touches, give him 20 touches. If you can use that play action game because Josh Jacobs is being effective with the ball, it'll open spaces for guys like Devontae Adams, who, I mean, 95 yards. People are like, damn, he didn't hit 100. I'm like, I know, but he got 95. And then you had Renfro with those three catches and Matt Collins with his production. If Waller can come back. Josh Jacobs is opening the game for for a lot of of his teammates out on the field. So I'll go with Josh Jacobs running the ball. I know it's pretty basic, but get to the quarterback. We know if it's Andy Dalton, there's not a lot of movement out there happening with the vet on the field. And you need Chandler Jones. Fortunately, he's got on the sack statistic, even if it's half a sack. Keep getting out there. Keep going to the quarterback. And he's been looking better and better every game since the Kansas City game. So keep it going forward and keep getting that way. And you know what? I know the Raider Nation is going to be out there in full force. I had a lot of friends out there at the tailgate on Sunday telling me, it's like, we're going to New Orleans. We're going to New Orleans. Some of them are even coming to Vegas first to then fly out of Vegas to New Orleans. So yes, it's going to be a pro Saints crowd, but there's also going to be a lot of Raider Nation. So I need everybody that's wearing silver and black out there to be super loud when the Raiders are out there on defense and try to distract either of its famous Jameis or Andy Dalton out there on the field. (laughs) All right, Harry. So tell everybody where they can find you, social media, what you got coming. Yeah, it depends. If you want Spanish content, at La Nacion Raider, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, follow there. If you want stuff in English, Twitter at Harry Ruiz, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z on Instagram, Harry underscore Ruiz. If you want all of everything Harry delivers day to day, just go follow all of them, right? There you go, exactly. (laughs) Learn some Spanish. It could be a useful tool to learn how to understand the game in Spanish. I I think you did that once on uh, La Nacion Raider. You put out like what each uh, thing meant, like touchdown to uh, the call for a quarterback, the call to a wide receiver. All of them were very interesting. I have people who tell me they watch the game and they listen to the broadcast in Spanish and then they're associating what's happening. It's like, oh, a sack, captura de mariscal de campo or uh, all the different stuff that I say, line of scrimmage, linea de golpeo. Like, they're like, oh, now I'm learning yeah. football Spanish. And I got a guy that every game he posts something. The term of the day that I learned today was this. Nice. By listening to the Spanish broadcast. I'm like, all right, so I'm educational too without there wanting, without me trying to do so. <laughs> I use it for my Spanish education as well. And I appreciate you always trying to help me practice too because you, you always let me practice when we're here in the media room and El we speak Spanish. El siguiente podcast lo hacemos en español. Sí, Necesito tratar. Vamos a practicar. Vamos a practicar. Invitamos a Cassie también. And we bring some pelón pelo rico. So that way it becomes a Mexican podcast.
Oh, ahora es tiempo para todos los vo voces. Yeah, voces. All voces. the voices. Todas las voces. All the voices. Yes. <laughs> I'm practicing. Gracias, All right, everybody. Heidi. So uh, thank you so much, Harry, for coming on. Make sure we put this out here. Uh, everybody uh, can get their listens for all of our Vegas Nation shows three times a week. We have them. And of course, the post game podcast that comes out. So make sure that you're hitting subscribe wherever you're listening. And uh, maybe one day we'll get Harry to come on with Cassie and we'll do it all in Spanish. So <laughs> thank you, everybody so much for listening I'll be back next week Nación Vegas Vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app with 14 convenient sign up locations across town at Station Casinos Wildfire and El Cortez you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.